Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello. If you just can't get enough of this filth, I have some good news. Even if you can get enough of this filth, to be honest. Anyway, I've started a free Discord server chat app thing for everyone to come and join me. It's sort of a community forum thing. It lives on an app on your phone or your laptop, and you can chat with other like-minded strumpets, find out more about the podcast, and have opinions on shit for me, and stuff. To be honest, I'm mostly there for the memes. Uh, I post a lot of stupid funny pictures that I've found on the internet. There's even a separate section just for uplifting stupid shit so that when you're having a bad day, you can have a little scroll while you're doing your poo or whatever, and it'll make you feel a bit better. The scrolling, not the poo. The poo, I... Anyway, there's a link in the show notes, and I would love to see you there. Basically, at the moment, it's just me, and it's reminding me a little bit too much of that time no one came to my birthday. It's free, it's fun... You might even enjoy it. Anyway, let's get this done, shall we? This is Probably True, stories of queer life and even queerer sex. Please be aware that this podcast contains strong language and adult themes. It would be boring without them. I had a ridiculously good sexy time with a gorgeous young man recently. Not just the mechanical bits, which were admittedly very good. We're both clearly Olympic-level sex people, which in itself was a lovely surprise. It's always nice when you're up against, or underneath, or on top of, someone who's a proper match for your talents. Part of me was like, finally, a worthy opponent. The years of training are paying off. Oh, look. I'm back. But it wasn't just the technical proficiency of this particular tart that made it good. Maybe it was the tension between us, as we'd fancied each other for ages, but we'd never got round to hooking up. Mostly because he lives on the other side of the city, and I have a very strict rule about not travelling more than a kilometre, which is about ten minutes walk, or half a freedom unit if you're weird or American. The reason I don't travel further than that for a hookup is because they're almost never worth it, and I could just as easily have a wank and get on with my day. On this occasion, he just happened to be in my neighbourhood, and it would have been rude not to take advantage of the circumstances. Maybe it was the fact that he was sexy, confident, and fun to be naked with, and wasn't afraid to make some lovely noises when I did things to him. Maybe it was the way he arched his back while he was sitting on my face, or the way the sunlight glinted in his well-manscaped pubes. Come on, tell me you haven't missed this. And then afterwards, he fell asleep in my arms. It's always a good test of how I feel about someone when they start snoring in my ear and drooling on my shoulder, because if I don't mind, I must be kind of into them. And I didn't mind. Much. So we laid there all blissed out until it was time for me to go. As I was kissing him goodbye, I was moved to do something, well, to say something that I wouldn't normally. I leaned in and kissed him and said, Fuck, I fancy you. 
which you might think was obvious considering our recent adult activities together and the fact that he still had a few bits of my affection in his stubble. But it's not always the case. There's been plenty of times I've shagged someone who I didn't much fancy. As long as they exceeded the minimum standards I set myself for a shag, that was all that mattered. And sometimes that's okay, you know, you just want a quick shag and get out of there. And other times I thought I fancied someone until we met up and then realised it was just their hair that I liked. Or they turned out to be hot but a mouth breather. Or they owned a cat. Or something equally revolting. Anyway, this guy wasn't in the you'll do column. He was very much in the for column. And I decided to tell him. That might not seem like a big revelation, but for me, it kind of was. To be honest with him and slightly vulnerable, it was kind of exciting, actually. Just to, even for a moment, elevate the excitement of our sweaty grunting from just body fun times to something with a little bit of nervousness and excitement to it was really quite exhilarating. I'm not saying he's boyfriend material, so, you know, don't go buying a hat or anything like that, but just expressing a genuine bit of emotion and fondness for someone is kind of new to me, especially someone I'm having sex with. It feels a bit like breaking some kind of rule, like there are these ways to play the game of dating people and things you're not supposed to do, like you're supposed to wait a certain amount of time before texting back or play it cool rather than tell someone you fancy them and never double text someone, always wait for a response before you text them again. Maybe this is a very 90s thing. Play it cool, seem disaffected and uninterested, just shrug it all off and never really show any affection or emotion. And I'm not sure I like it. Some excitement, some passion is very sexy, and it's definitely something I look for in a lover. Playing it cool and unaffected is okay, I guess, but it gets boring quickly. There's something sexy about a guy who's not afraid of showing how excited he is about something. Maybe this is just a British thing. Maybe the rest of the world has it all sorted out and it's just us British people who say, oh, yes, well, wouldn't like to cause a fuss. You know, we're not great with emotions at the best of times, are we? Most of the British Empire was built on a burning desire to spend as little time as possible with wives and children. Anyway, wait three days before texting back after a date. Why? We could all be dead by Thursday. Tell them now. If you want to tell someone you fancy them, go for it. Obviously, don't be creepy about it. You don't need to compose a sonnet and then spell it out on their front lawn with bits of their pet cat. But there's nothing stopping you from politely and respectfully telling someone that you think they're fit. And as for texting someone twice without waiting for a reply, what are they going to do? Ignore me harder? Obviously, if they've given you stop signals or you don't know them very well, you should just fucking stop. But if it's an ongoing conversation and you've texted them once, I don't see why you'd have to wait your turn. I talked about this a little bit before in the Love Languages miniseries I did last year. Go and listen to it again, please and thank you. Not because there's extra layers to it or anything, it's fairly basic, but I just want my stats to go up a bit. There's something so miserable about having to pretend to not care because that's cooler than actually experiencing joy or excitement. I was reminded of this a while ago, actually, when my housemate ordered a new bike. Stick with me on this one. 
It's one of those super expensive, wanky carbon fibre jobs. He was really excited and looking forward to the delivery date. He was tracking it as it got closer. And then when the doorbell went and it arrived, he was beside himself. He was like, oh, oh, great. Oh, it's here. I've got to go to work in like 10 minutes. Oh, fuck. And it was the most adorable thing I've seen in ages. It was like he was a child again. And I think there's something to be said for that childlike excitement and wonder at something cool happening. And it's good as well to encourage this in other people and not mock them for it, which would be like pissing on the chips. There's absolutely no reason for it. No call for it at all. The temptation was there, as he's getting excited about his bike, for me to say something like, it's only a bike. Calm down. Or... It's just going to get nicked like your last one did, or anything like that. But he was so genuinely excited, and it would have felt like stomping all over someone's sandcastles. There's really no need. Life is dull and miserable enough without you chipping away at any actual joy someone might have. So let people be excited about stupid stuff. Let yourself be excited about stupid stuff. You don't have to be aloof like some kind of massive toss pot. I'd much rather be surrounded by people who are genuinely passionate and not afraid to show it. So break those rules. Do the things you want when you want. Text your crush. Order chips instead of a salad. Set a Tory on fire. Whatever brings you joy, you should probably do. One of the great things about being queer, apart from all that fun sexy stuff and the free tacos every Tuesday, is that we don't have to follow straight people rules. We're already outside of their sad, boring little world, so we're much freer to decide which rules of theirs are worth sticking to, like driving on the correct side of the road, not sticking fireworks up your nose, things like that. And we get to decide which ones aren't, like monogamy, or marriage, or James Corden because there's too much sticking to rules that aren't ours. Or maybe they're ours, but only because we got them from boring people and we haven't bothered to update them yet. Maybe they don't really work for us anymore, but we still do things that way because we always have. I was talking to a lovely queer person about this a while ago, who was telling me that they were practising relationship anarchy. And when I first heard them say that, I thought it sounded really wanky and pretentious. After they'd finished talking, which incidentally took a lot longer than you'd expect, I still thought it sounded wanky and pretentious, but I went away and I did a little bit of research. I know, it's like I'm taking this seriously or something. And actually, the underlying concept is a pretty good idea. It just got dressed up into some kind of woke way of saying, we can date, but as soon as I find someone better, I'm off. But that's not really what it's about. When it's done right, the basics of it are that you get to define your relationships and the people that you're intimate with yourself. So, rather than just finding one person to be with forever, you might decide to have several people that you get different needs fulfilled by. Think of it as a bit like pick and mix, but for relationships. There's more to it than that, but I got bored and stopped reading. Basically, your relationships don't have to be like everyone else's. As long as they work for you and anyone else directly involved, obviously, that's all that matters. You get to define your relationships however works for you, rather than just going with what people think it should be, or what other people do. And I'm very down for that. Do your own thing. Make your own rules. Communicate them properly to everyone else involved, otherwise you're just being a dick. I think there should be other anarchies, to be honest. Food anarchy. 
Yesterday, I ate nothing but salad. Tomorrow, I shall have ice cream and gravy for my starter, followed by deep-fried Skittles. Because fuck it. Why not? Gender anarchy. Maybe I'll grow a huge beard and a hairy chest, use she-her pronouns, and only leave the house wearing a cocktail dress. Because life is a lot like my penis. Occasionally quite hard, far too short, but there's still fun to be had with it, if you know what you're doing. Also, it started oozing this weird green... That was probably true. The multi-award-winning storytelling podcast created to remind all of our queer siblings that we are none of us alone. If you like what you heard and you want me to keep doing it, you can support the show at patreon.com forward slash probably true. This week's Patreon compliments go to Matthew Hodson, who's the kind of person who would sign for a parcel for you if you weren't in. And Bryce Lynn who's always there with a cup of tea and a sympathetic ear when you need it most. Sign up to support the show and get your own Patreon compliment at patreon.com forward slash probably true. This is a promo for The Astrolic Explains, a podcast where I, Chris, a non-scientist, ask astronomy questions, and I, Alfredo, as the astroholic, try my best to answer them. So, Doctor, what are black holes? Why is Pluto not a planet? What's up with the sun's poles? Why does Jupiter want us dead? Is Betelgeuse going supernova? How is the universe going to end? Can we hitch a ride on an asteroid? Is there Chris, like- this is a 30 second promo. You can find The Astroholic Explains on all your favourite apps or follow at The Astroholic on all social media. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.